As a result of the outbreak, your city or entire region may be endangered by a lethal agent. If conditions at your location make this a possibility, you need to consider staying in place until the threat has subsided or blown over. It's in our DNA. We choose the way of Earth. We choose the right people we are. We know the difference between the reality of freedom and the illusion of freedom. There's a way to live with Earth and a way not to live with Earth. We choose the way of Earth. My name is Ansley Jemison, and this is the Ongwehongwe Podcast, the original people's podcast. With me today is a gentleman who, again, I just met five minutes ago, but I could swear I've known this guy for at least 15 minutes, maybe longer. But um, I found him by scouring the webs, the interwebs here, snooping and looking around on Facebook, and came across some really badass art that I just had never seen before. And it kind of made me wonder. Like, who is this guy? Where's he from? What's he doing? And he was actually featured in a recent show that came up in Albuquerque. It's currently on display at the Indian Pueblo Cultural Center in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He hails from Zuni, New Mexico, which is kind of the westernmost area of New Mexico. And uh, it's a hard place. It's a tough place. It's a challenging place, but it's a beautiful place more than anything. Uh, beautiful, rich culture, awesome people. Anybody that I've, ever, that I've ever met that's come from Zuni have been cool people to me. And um, somehow, some way, man, I've got this sort of soft spot in my heart for the Southwest and the people of New Mexico. And for a time, I spent my life out there. I lived in Taos. And uh, shout out to Taos people, Taos Pueblo. Yahweh, um, for the, the hospitality and how awesome you were to me out there. And um, I hope I can return the favor at some point by hosting some of you all out this way. But um, with me today is a gentleman by the name of Gens Chiama. And he is a Zuni man. And he's an artist. He's a tattoo artist. But I think more than anything, he's just a cool cat. So I wanted you all to meet him. I wanted to kind of learn a little bit more about him throughout this process. And um, I'm going to welcome him in now to uh, tell me a little bit about yourself there. Sir, please. Hello. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Mackenzie Chiama, or Gens Chiama. Uh, I'm hoping not to call him Mackenzie, by the way, but somehow he threw his name in there. So Yeah, right. it's, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, ner I'm nervous right now, so I'm just going to throw words out. But All right, go ahead. Gens Do it again. <laughs> All right, so tell me more then. Gens Chiama, what do you got? I'm from Zuni. Um, artists, uh, I do tattoos, I do paintings, starting to get my hands in some apparel. Um, I don't know. Just doing a bunch of whole different stuff, I guess. Trying to find my footing in this whole art world. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I mean, you kind of got to, you know, throw it all out there, express and kind of find all the different lanes of your creativity and just kind of see where it goes, you know. And I think that, let's talk about the piece that really kind of caught me, I think, early on. And I think you kind of caught the same bug, too. Um, we both talked about early on, like when we were having, you know, our, our before the pre sort of interview conversation, whatever else. Um, we grew, we both kind of grew up enjoying and appreciating punk rock music, sort of alternative, you know, music, things like that. Um, and then you came across tattooing and you came across mm -hmm. old Americana, American traditional art, as you may say. And one of the things that really kind of drew me to your work mm -hmm. was that you were using American traditional art, but you were incorporating Zuni culture and Zuni line work and things like that. So tell me a little bit about that and what informs your work then? 
Um, well, uh, as far as the when we talked about before the show, uh, uh, we're talking about how I got started and how I found this style. It just kind of I came across it in the old punk rock magazine, thought it was awesome, you know, and um, I didn't start doing art till a little li- little later. Yeah, it just came kind of came hand in hand with some with music and uh, and um, I'm sorry, <laughs> creative side, whatever. So, no, well, let's let's get into this then. Where was your early beginning with artwork? I mean, like, what were you like? A, did you grow up drawing a lot? Did you have somebody in your family that was a good artist that kind of influenced you a little bit, or what were the things that like drew you to like you know being creative and and, and drawing and things like that? Um, I actually had a bunch of relatives that were that were artists, uh, but the one that actually stood out to me as a kid um, was uh, he, he, I, I called him grandpa, but he actually wasn't like, like a, like a, like a grandpa, you know what I mean? I think he was, I think it was more of, he was, he was my mom's uncle, but uh, he went by uh, Alex, Alex Mm Siatiwa. And that's kind of where I got my footing with art because it was just, it was just amazing what I was seeing as, as a young kid. I think I was about seven years old and um, he had actually done the, the murals in uh, Zuni in the the mission up in the in Zuni, and um, he's well known for that. So that's kind of where I took up that. But as far as uh, Let's pause there like, for a second, tell us tell okay. me a little bit more about the murals. Like, what were some of the subjects that he was painting, or what was he drawing, or what what were you seeing? Uh, he was actually painting uh, like kachinas in the the church. I guess uh, in the early days, the priest had asked him to paint paint murals, and that's that's what he chose to paint in there. So, um, that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's what he was known for. And that's, that's kind of like, I, I just admire that so much. Like I want to do the same thing, but I didn't take it serious till, uh, I didn't take art serious until I want to say maybe a little, maybe a year or two after high school. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister, she was, she was the one that actually told me that she's like, man, like you should try selling these. And I was just like, nah, I don't want, I don't feel like doing that, you know? until like the, the local fair came, came in Zuni. And I just like one of these days, just like, you know what, let me just set up a table, see what happens. And I actually sold some art. It was, it was pretty amazing. I didn't, I didn't figure anyone was watching what I was doing. And, but sure enough, there's people that actually wanted my art. And that's pretty much where I started as, uh, as far as selling art to the public or doing art in public, I should say. Cause that, at first it was just me doing it as a hobby. So, so this starts out in a sketchbook and then becomes a, you know, pieces that you're able to sell. So are you actually like selling like sketches and things or like, were you actually like intentional about, about like selling your art? Like, were you like use canvases and things like that? Or like, how did that all work out? Like, tell me a little bit about the process. It was actually just like, like how you said it. It was just like, uh, I had, I had accumulated so much art and I didn't even know, you know? And, um, so same thing, like, with, like, I just saw, like, a good drawing, like, I thought was a good drawing, put it up on the table. People draw, drew it and, like, hey, do you have any more? So I would spend uh, countless nights just, you know, redrawing the same thing I would draw rather than just stick it through the printer. I mean, that would have been so much easier, but I just I just found no, no appeal to that. You know, I rather like just hand-drawing everything. So I would draw, like, five five of the same things and try to sell them the next day, you know? Really? So you could kind of bang yeah. out like in a night or whatever else or. Yeah. Know, so like that, that actually, that, Oh, I'm, I'm just skipping, but at, they actually um, doing all those, like, like the same drawing after another being repetitive actually did help me in the long run 
as when I got into tattooing because tracing came to no problem, you know, just yeah. like you whip out this whip out a rose in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So what were some of the subjects that you were, you know, started out with? Like, what were some of the, the early pieces and things like that? Like, what was your art originally like when you were starting out at that age? Like, what were you producing mostly? Um, uh, I don't even, I don't even know what you would call that style. It was just, it was just a lot of loud, bold, just colors, you know, just, uh, just craziness everywhere around the, the can. I, I really can't explain it, but it started to get more, uh, I guess, uh, more pieced together as it went on. But, um, uh, that's when I started to develop the, the American traditional style. But, uh, yeah, I'm not too sure what you, I think it was like a more graffiti influenced uh type of art it was just it was just loud loudness <laughs> yeah. so were you starting out with like tags and things like that or sort of like pieces like what were you trying to say or what was your you know what was your intention with these pieces uh for 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 it at the time it was just it was just for fun you know just something i saw or like if i heard something or like uh if i saw a movie a cartoon or heard a song like oh man that would look cool if i painted this this piece with it or that's kind of how it just started and then um that's that well that's pretty much how my most of my pieces start i'll just think about the most ridiculous thing but i i would say most of the stuff i paint <clears throat> is like uh influenced more by like my mo like movies and music i've seen as a kid a lot of stuff is just crazy references from back then you know like movies people never heard of or bands people never heard of <laughs> So tell me about the punk rock scene in Zuni growing up. I mean, like, was there any influential bands or anything like that that came out of that era or that time space or anything like that? Um, like, how did you get into punk rock music as a as a genre? Like, I mean, you know, that's kind of the, you know, not I wouldn't think of Zuni, New Mexico as being a place that's like sort of a hub for that type of thing. But oh, you know, no, that, that's other the... people influenced you or got you into it or what was what did that look like? So actually, the cool part about uh getting into punk rock music i actually got into punk rock music because of my mom <laughs> believe it or not yeah so um my mom she works at the hospital up in zuni and uh, they used to get students to work at their hospital and she works uh physical therapy uh so she used to get uh like students from other states to come into work yep. and so there was this one uh lady i don't remember her name i think her name was andrea but um she noticed like me listening. I always had my headphones on as a kid, like walked around my CD player and stuff. So she would ask like, what are you listening to? And I would ask her, like I would probably be listening to some hip hop or something yeah. or like a soundtrack or I don't know. And she was like, hey, listen to this. And she'd give me a Burns CD and it was just punk rock music. It was like a compilation of just like Pennywise, Bad Religion, yep. uh, Suicidal Tendencies, uh, Alkaline Trio, stuff like that, like stuff that was old and new at the time. Um, so that's kind of like how I got into punk rock, listening to punk rock and stuff like that. And then as I got into high school, I noticed that most of my friends were mostly into metal. Mm. Like, so I was a little bit of the outcast in high school. Like most of my friends were all metalheads. I was the only punk kid in school. So that's kind of how I kept it. Like, even with artwork, I always wanted to be that oddball out, you know? Yeah. So like in, in Zuni, like people do mo mostly like, like, and this is no like snide at anyone that does this type of artwork or nothing like that. Like people do mostly like pottery, um, kachina paintings and stuff like that. So I thought it would be a little cool to bring something else to the table, like, uh, like 
tattoo work and stuff like that. So we alluded to this a little bit in our pre-conversation here, but I wanted to ask you about this, you know, while we were recording and whatnot, but, um, you know, I've, I've done sort of some history and looked around <laughs> in, you know, documents and things like that, or documentation of like early sort of interactions and not a lot of people from the Southwest, you know, tattooing and things like that wasn't really as much a part of like the culture. Um, you know, and, and I think just you and I had talked about it a little bit, but what was the attitude around, you know, tattooing, you know, in and around Zuni and, and part of your culture? How, is, how does that fit in? Um, it actually doesn't fit in at all. Um, it's actually the opposite. Yeah, it's actually taboo there. But um, I think just being a taboo kind of also like interests me too in it. Like that, that's what pushed me because it was just like, you're not supposed to be doing that of course like when someone tells you you shouldn't do it what are you gonna do you don't right, want to been do it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so and like i said like just being just being the oddball out that's kind of just the route i wanted to do you know just wanting to try different avenues of art or expression i guess uh in that like um getting tattoos on my body of course is like a big no-no but still did it because you know it's art you know being punk rock and those art yeah being punk rock yeah exactly <laughs> well the other part too that we you know we kind of joked about and talked about you know in the, in the pre-conversation here was about american traditional and the name and that sort of you know moniker for that style of art that you were talking about here and you know it dawned on me that like american traditional you know typically is like very precise line work very kind of bold uh, colors and things like that, imagery that's very recognizable, Black Panthers, bald eagles, um, diamonds, knives, you know, fists and different things I'm kind of thinking of. Um, but yet, you know, American traditional really, if it should incorporate anything, it should be some sort of like indigenous designs or, you know, American Indian designs or our, our cultural designs and things like that. And that's what really kind of drew me to like your work is that like you nailed it. Like you, you, you touched on that and that was something that you focused on and you're like, you know what, like, I'm going to like, you know, this is my shit and this is what I'm going to do with it. And this is, there it is. So tell me a little bit about that and like, what were some of your influences and how did you, you know, how did you approach that? I mean, and you said that you were, you kind of recently kind of came to an awareness of like, you know, your culture in that way. So what were some of the things that early on you were like, oh yeah, that'd be cool to like turn into something that would like, you know, translate and, and look cool. You know, what, what, what would that look like or how was that? Um, uh, same thing. It's just like, uh, like what you said, uh, I just looked at certain images like in our culture, like I would go some, some days I would go to the plaza to watch our dances and stuff. And I noticed like some of the headdresses or the artwork that I see around uh, the certain dancers, it was like, like in my head, I would stand there and I think like, man, that would look cool as a tattoo or just like, oh man, that would, just the image itself would look awesome as a tattoo but of course um like i said in our culture it's, it's kind of taboo and off the bat you're uh uh it's kind of i guess it's not really i i, I would say it is a little taboo to do uh to draw kachinas i guess but some people do it um but you know it is what it is mm -hmm. but um you know that it's just it's just like a it, like uh it's just an idea and it just sparked up into just me wanting to do or trying to make it. So or, were, there, uh, were there any kachinas in particular for you? I mean, and I know that, you know, these are very sacred items and sacred objects and, you know, sacred pieces of the culture and stuff like that. 
Um, so I want to be, you know, respectful of those of that. But I mean, mm -hmm. is there any sort of messages or stories that go along with the Kachinas that, you know, for you kind of spoke to you in a way or something that you understood about them that you felt safe or you felt like it was an OK place to kind of like, let me express this and let me kind of talk about it through my art. You know, was there any was there any a moment at, at during your during your kind of progression here that you kind of felt that, that was OK to do? Um. I just, you know, it was just one of those things where I just did it just for my own personal use. Um, some of the stuff I, I make, I, I don't show too many people. Um, there's only a certain few that I show, like, uh, like mostly family members, you know. Yeah. But um, as far as, like, incorporating my religion into my art, um, I guess it kind of goes both ways where I'm trying... I'm trying not to be all the way American traditional to be a tattoo artist. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying not to be all the way Zuni traditional, you know, I'm mm -hmm. trying to find that middle way. So I think with that thought in my head, that's kind of how it just came about. Like, I wonder how much I can get away with on both sides, mm. you know, like, like, uh, like how you said, there are limitations of what I can do to make on my religious part. Um, so that's kind of like, I just, I, I touched just the, the top surface, but yep. uh, right now uh, it is a little new to me. So I'm, I'm trying to be respectful also is trying, uh, trying to be respectful in my culture and, and what I make as well. Like, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, sorry. I don't oh, mean go to ahead. Jump. Well, okay. So no, let me, let me jump in here quickly then with this, then I think there's a couple of, you know, places and ways that like this can be kind of mutually beneficial you know for both sides um in the fact that i mean you know for the most part i mean and i know that a lot of the you know maybe zuni pueblo cultures um you know hopi you know example as well are, are somewhat guarded and kind of closed in terms of like some of their ceremonial practices and some of their you know more sacred items and things like that um, and, and pieces of the religion, pieces of the culture, and they're very protective of those things, which I think is completely appropriate, and I think it's great, you know, because that's how that stuff stays, you know, um, pure, or it's, it's, it's in its sanctity, and it's, it's a, something that needs to be guarded and protected in a way. Mm -hmm. But I think also for outside folks and outside culture, and even for other Native Indigenous people and things like that, for you to be able to kind of express yourself in a contemporary form and in a contemporary way that you can also kind of help educate people. And then also mm -hmm. kind of like bring people to understand that like there's not this sort of like, um, I don't want to call it hokey or kind of, you know, mystical or anything like that. Cause that's always like terrible terms that I hate about like, you know, native people kind of get put into this like mystified sort of category and whatever, but oh yeah, it breaks down some of those barriers a little bit. It makes it a little bit more approachable for people to be able to understand but it's also cool to have like a contemporary interpretation from a person who lives the culture, who's a part of that, who's like that insider that's like, I'm going to show you a little bit. I'm going to give you a little bit to see like that we have a really beautiful culture and it's also pretty cool that I can make it mm -hmm. cool in this way, you know, and I think that that's something to me that I really do appreciate, you know, and that's something that, um, you know, when you see these lines or you see the designs and things like that, it then kind of like draws you to kind of want to know more, you know, and that's kind mm -hmm. of where that's here we are, you know, like, I want yeah. to, you know, here we are having this interview. Cause I was like, Oh snap, like this kid's doing something like stuff I've never seen before. And Oh, by the way, like using this type of form, but incorporating this and then like doing this. And now like, 
He's on a, he's in like the skateboard show in Albuquerque, which is pretty badass. Um, so all those things right there, man, like I think is like a compelling enough sort of story and conversation. And, the, and here we are. Um, how does that resonate with you? I mean, like, does that something that did that ever kind of come to mind or you're just like, fuck it, I'm just going to do something cool that I like. Actually, uh, um, this, the, the pivot, the, the, a little bit of both actually, That's good. <laughs> but I feel like the pivot kind of, yeah, the pivot actually brought it out more because it was like, I was surrounded by so other, so many other natives and I'm pretty sure they're going to bring, bring some heat to the table, you know, yeah. like, uh, like, uh, um, with their, with their religions and cultures and bring it out with their artwork. I feel like I want to do the same. So I tried to get the images that I knew that were powerful to me. And that's kind of what I, I put out with the skateboards, but, um, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still trying to find my footing as far as uh, making the, making Zuni and uh, the, the tattoo style, like my own thing. That's still kind of like a work in progress at the moment. So in, in terms of your art and stuff like that, and, you know, joining this somewhat, you know, quote unquote taboo lane in terms of your art and expression and things like that, like who were your, you know, how did you become an intern, like to become a tattoo artist? Like, how does that, how does that whole conversation begin? And like, who do you approach? Or is it first you had to kind of like do a bunch of bad tattoos on somebody else? And then you're like, look, I can like, you know, how, how does that happen? Actually, um, it, it started out with, um, a mutual friend or a friend um he was into tattooing at the time uh he also had just opened up a shop in zuni with his family and so i uh it was a i think it, it was a movie movie house at the time so he sold movies during the uh, during the day tattooed during the night so it was kind of like i would just hang around and just found a deep fascination one day we had like a little bit of a hiatus for a while and uh, uh out of the blue he texted me like hey would you mind? Hey, I'm working at the shop in Gallup. You want to come work for me? So uh, that's kind of where I got my foot in with the whole tattoo world. So I was I was doing apprenticeship for about I want to say a good maybe say eight, seven years, mm -hmm. but um, but for lucky for me is uh, the job I worked before tattoo shop was actually just down the street. So I would just walk on my break or like if I was off, I would just walk to the shop and do my stuff there, walk back. And, um, but so that's what made it easier. But as, as the years went on, uh, we moved out here and made it a little bit of heart harder for me, but, uh, um, just keep, I just kept up with it. But, um, but yeah, uh, that's kind of how I got started with the tattooing part and just kind of kept with it. You know, it was, it was, uh, thank God I found some people that were willing to teach me stuff and, Still, still do, you know, yeah. still, still am learning. <laughs> so but, I was um, talking to somebody earlier who's also been a part of the, uh, the Pivot Skateboard Show, John Isaiah Pepion. Uh, he's uh, from the Blackfoot Nation and he's up in uh, Northern Montana. And you know, one of my questions to him was, you know, every tattooist or tattoo artist has to give themselves a tattoo at some point. So outside of like the, you know, the, the, the needle and a piece of uh, thread or whatever else, like what was your first tattoo that you gave yourself? Oh man. I don't know if it was myself, but I gave a couple people <laughs> some first tattoos. Uh, shout out my friend, my best friend beans. I'm sorry, beans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, of course my fiance Courtney again, so sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, um, 
but yeah, the first tattoo I would say was uh was my easiest tattoo. That was my on my fiance. She wanted a she's a teacher out here in Rama, amazing teacher. But um, she has a, a tattoo on her uh, back of her ears uh, of an apple, and about maybe half of a dime size. So it wasn't it wasn't a tattoo, but um, <laughs> but the the one I oh man, the one that was a terrible one was uh, on my friend Beans who was talking about. Uh, he wanted a wolf on his back. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wanted a wolf and. Uh, the guy that was teaching me at the time, he knew I did a lot of traditional work and he did not want me to do traditional work. Just be, I think he just wanted to like see where I was as an artist or uh, what I could do with a tattoo machine. Hmm. And he just, I think, I feel like he just gave me my machine and the needle and just like, hey, here you go, dude. Like you figure it out. I'll be back. <laughs> so so I was just like, all right, uh, so what do I do? So of course, like what it was anyone else do, they go to YouTube and check it out and how to, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's that's exactly how it was. So as the tattoo went on, uh, I started to notice that it looked nothing like a wolf. <laughs> all right, so wait a minute, yeah. let's back up here. So how big on the back is this thing? I mean, it's like, is it the shoulder? Oh. Or, like, is it like, or it's not like the entire back? No, uh, he actually got it on the side of the shoulder. It's okay. about a good, I want to say a good palm size, but yep. I feel like when you see it now, uh, I feel like you could make it into like a good mountain with some with some uh, trees coming out the side because it looks nothing like a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I, I've gotten better since then. <laughs> I've gotten way better since then. <laughs> All right, good. Good to hear. Well, I mean, you know, my my frame of reference would have been right away like the New Mexico Lobos. Like I would have went for like the Lobos design or something like that. And I would I would have settled for that, but I don't think he even I don't think he's even a Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like a pound puppy, maybe somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make it an off-brand Louis Lobo, maybe. <laughs> Always love the off-brand reference. That's one of my favorites. Nice. Yeah. So. I'm, you know, I'm over here Facebook stalking you a little bit here, and I see that some of your early influences were like Mad Magazine, things like that. Like, was that something? Oh, yeah. that, like, you inherited like a stack of those somehow, or like, how did you get into Mad Magazine? Oh, uh, man. So, uh, growing up, I watched a lot of TV as a kid, listened to a lot of music as a kid. Uh, I could thank my grandma for that one because that was back then, that was for babysitting methods, was park me in front of a TV, let the TV do the, the, the babysitting, you know? Yep. So, I would just watch, you know, USA Monday nights, uh, right after Monday Night Raw, uh, Matt TV would come on, get a few laughs before bed, you know? Yep. Um, so that was that was just my thing, you know? Like, I always liked movies. I still, to this day, I still watch the same movies as I did as a kid. Um, but I feel like that also heavily influenced my artwork. Uh, if you also notice, I do a lot of movie music references and stuff like that. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, And I see that you did sort of like a, I guess you would call it like a, a self-portrait or something like that, but in like the um, Alfred E. Newman sort of stylized, and Alfred E. Newman, for those who aren't Mad Magazine, you know, fans or, you know, followers or whatever else, he's always like that gap tooth sort of like goofy looking guy <laughs> covers of like Mad Magazines doing like, you know, any sorts of nonsense or whatever else. But I like how you took that. I mean, and of course you incorporated like the American traditional art um along with it and then it looks like it's not the um it's actually it looks like the heath ledger um 
uh, Joker on the, on the front of your shirt or whatever else is what you have in there. So um, a lot of sort of cultural sort of references like in your art and things like that and cultural interpretations, um, but yet still like through like the indigenous lens, you know, and I'm always, mm -hmm. you know, people who, who are following my, my podcast here, I may be always kind of referencing like the indigenous lens, but for you, man, like what is the, that term, if I'm throwing something new at you, stop me here and be like, what the hell are you talking about, bro? But like the indigenous lens, like how are you framing and looking at things as an indigenous person and then interpreting things like in your world? Like, how are you doing that? And like, and does that come out expressed like in your work, would you say? Um, I guess like, uh, there's not there's not too many people uh native american people in tattooing or that do this certain style um but as far as i wasn't really looking at i guess like showing it to the world i guess i i feel like i'm just i'm still off in my own little world like where i'm still trying to show my community you know like this is what i'm about this is who i am and it's just it just so happens that everyone else is watching you know <laughs> yeah but um i don't i honestly don't I don't go into it as far as like thinking of it being like, I want to do like a native type of design. It's just, it just comes out, you know, as far as like, when I try to push myself into doing more native stuff, I really want to like uh, indulge myself or submerge myself into what I'm trying to do or like what I'm trying to paint. Um, I try to learn more about it because uh, right now, like I said, I'm still trying to learn about it. Um, there's still some, aspects of my culture that I still don't know too much about mm -hmm. so I'm still a little tippy toeing around it you know trying to be respectful but uh yeah <laughs> well but, tell, uh, tell me a little bit more about that then let's let's kind of talk about that piece because again you know not all of my listeners are from you know territories or from reservations and things like that and even for the ones that are um I think we're also kind of like working through some of that in terms of like you know, yes, we're we're indigenous, we're native folks and native peoples and things like that. But at the same time, through various methods and boarding schools and whatever, you know, not everybody is fully connected. You know, not everybody's fully mm -hmm. like, you know, fluent speakers and things like that. And so the little pieces and like the little spots and like the, the portions of like our culture that we pick up on and that we kind of like corner in a way, you know, become part of our identity. And it's still part of that identity building process. And mm -hmm. I think that that's sort of something that's kind of come along with you. But I mean, what was it that for you? I mean, like, was was the Zuni language spoken in the house? Or like, what was that like, um, you know, growing up? I mean, you referenced your grandmother before, um, you know, how much of an influence did she have on your on your upbringing and things like that? Um, uh... I kind of how, how uh, the, like what, how you worded that question. Um, I feel like every every art I put out isn't really like a hundred percent Zuni. Um, I feel like my Zuniness seeps out here and there. You can see it, of course. You can see which which parts are Zuni. But um, uh, I did come from a, a very religious family. Mm. Uh, we did we did speak a hundred percent Zuni in the house. Uh, uh, there's times like my grandma would like why are you speaking Zuni or why are you speaking English? You know, speak, you're speaking to me, speak Zuni. Yeah. So there was a lot of that, but uh, I also did go to a Catholic school as a kid. So it was a lot of mix, you know, like uh, you get home, you have to speak Zuni in the house. You have to do, uh, you have to do Zuni stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you get to school, you, you can't speak Zuni or most of the, uh, the language being spoken there is of course English. And, you know, you're being taught to learn like the Bible and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I feel I feel like 
there was a lot of like mixed uh, so it's kind of like just like how my artwork is it's a little bit of a mix uh i try to keep it one way but of course one thing's going to come out like if i do 100 zuni artwork a little bit of traditional tattooing will come out if i do traditional tattooing zuni stuff will come out you know so i feel like i can't be just one <laughs> i have to mix both styles together well, and I, th I think that's really the, the narrative around all of us, really, at this point. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're no longer just living in, like, our villages. We're no longer just living in, like, our territories and our communities. We're, you know, in a, you know, we're always, we're inundated with, like, the outside culture, the outside sort of Western culture and things like that. So, mm -hmm. inevitably, I mean, we're going to be mixed, you know, in those ways. Yeah. We're going to have those sort of influences. And and one of the things I I'd brought up, you know, in one of my previous um, conversations with another artist was that, Oftentimes, you know, indigenous art can only be defined by a certain appeal or a certain look, or it has to have these certain elements in order for it to be indigenous art or native art, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? When in reality, it's like, you know, your interpretation of like the world around you and the, the very nature of you, you know, activating that pen and, or marker or whatever it is that you're working with, it's still indigenous art. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's coming from an indigenous person. So mm -hmm. that's still valid no matter what. I mean, and so don't let the academics, don't let the art critics, don't let all those other people who are like the so-and-sos define yeah. who you are, you know what I mean? And what exactly. you are, like you're the person, you're the artist, you're the person like, you know, making this this cultural interpretation and, and, and talking about it. So mm -hmm. what, say, what say you, my friend, what, what do you got to say about that? Um, Just, I mean, I've always lived by this. Just just be who you are, you know, just do what you want to do. Um, make the art you want to make. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to describe to a certain label to make it, you know. Um, like, uh, I still push, I know there's a lot of, not a lot of people, there are some people that have a problem with me doing uh, native inspired or native type of art with the traditional American traditional type of art and vice versa, you know, but it still doesn't stop me from doing it. Just, you know, just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of you, you know, you having kind of like carved this path a little bit, I mean, have you found other young people, you know, kind of coming up behind you a little bit, or have you been able to kind of be like a mentor for anybody else or um, has that happened a bit? Uh, not, I really haven't come across too many people like that, but as far as like uh, nieces and nephews, but that's all I can ask for, you know? to teach my nieces and nephews uh uh this whatever this is you know <laughs> but um all i can say is like to all the young artists starting just just keep doing it you know you never know where, where you'll end up i'm a little stuck here <laughs> all good man. here's my question for you regarding that okay. so you as an artist, you were self-taught. I mean, other than that, you had like a, a grandfather who was sort of a, an influence early on because mm -hmm. of the work that he was doing as a muralist and, you know, the work that he was doing like on the, on the mission and everything like that. You know, so, you know, self-taught, I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're a little bit more open, you're a little bit more free in terms of like, you know, your creativity and your style and you're able to kind of do some different things. Um, but you were also consuming a lot of information by, you know, looking at like these hardcore metal magazines and, you know, Mad Max and things like that, excuse me, um, Mad Magazine and things like that. Um, you know, and then also like being influenced by what you were learning on television, but then also like a heavy sort of like dose of like Zuni tied in there as well. You know, like these are really kind of, this is a really unique sort of 
you know, upbringing and sort of education in a way in terms of like how you're now expressing yourself and your art and stuff. So how does it end up? I mean, and like, and, and who comes across your work and is just like, okay, we're going to put you, we're going to give you a skateboard deck and we want you to create something and we want you to be a part of the show. Like, how did that all happen? Because I mean, again, trying to create sort of a blueprint or maybe some other way that like there may be some little kid you know in the back of you know someplace that's like hiding his art and stuff like that and doesn't really feel too confident whatever else but like how do you get to a place that like you can now design a skateboard deck and have it be a part of a show like the pivot show shoot man i'm still asking myself that same question (laughs) (laughs) how did this all happen i don't know <laughs> yeah. That's all right, man. I mean, sometimes it's just you know, it, it's it's just one of those things, right place, right time, and you know that's that's a valid answer. But um, who contacted you? How did you get into it? Um, I, uh, for the pivot show. Yeah. Okay, so it was actually a uh, fellow Zuni, Candice, Candice Quam had reached out to me, and uh, uh, again, I was doing I was doing a show at the time. Uh, I guess maybe she had noticed me doing small shows in Gallup. Uh, I frequent uh, a gallery down there, Art123, super cool place, and uh, another place called the Loom Gallery, just uh, a couple blocks down, or actually just a couple buildings down. But um, that's kind of where my name, I guess, started to come up a little more often. And the fact that I was starting to do tattoos and the word started to get around a little bit more in Zuni of uh, this guy doing American traditional tattoos in Gallup. So I feel like that also helped me because like I said, there's not too many people, uh, not too many people doing that same art style. And I'm pretty sure there were, especially the younger, younger crowd wanted the traditional style, you know, because maybe, maybe it's, a, it's more frequent now, nowadays, or you'll see it more often. But um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like that tattooing style really helped me into getting, a, 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 I guess, a bigger platform or yeah. a different platform, I should say. Yeah. So more people became sort of aware of what you were doing and then you were able to kind of like expand out from there. And then this other Zuni artist recognized you and noticed you that you were doing this work and then passed your name along to somebody else. And next thing you know, it all just kind of rolls together and here you are. Yeah. And actually, um, shout out to her too. We actually went to school, high school together too. Ah, yeah so so i i we we knew about each other we just like uh like you know like hey in passing you know just like just like uh so for people who don't know zuni um can you give a little bit of a window into like the community i mean like what is the the general population of zuni like what is sort of the the surrounding area like and then like you know what are like the big towns or like kind of the places to kind of like go off and kind of like adventure out into like what what does zuni look like Okay, so Zuni is actually just a small little village, you know, small village. Uh, we're we're a middle village, and then there's like two other uh, out uh, suburbs. So there's Black Rock, and then there's Bluebird on the other side. But um, as far as like the closest towns, Gallup is, I say, the closest town, and that's about, I want to say, about an hour and thirty. Mm-hmm. hour and 30 minutes away albuquerque is about two hours uh rama is about 15 50 minutes but um i would say we're a little secluded <laughs> but there, there really isn't too much really too much to do um so you kind of have to try to find something to keep your keep uh keep busy i guess <laughs> and so what but, were um, the things that kind of kept you from like you know maybe heading down the wrong path and things like that like what were the things um, that heavy influences to kind of help you 
get to a place where like you know you're you know i would i would deem you as a successful person i mean you've got a tattoo business you've sold art you know at different shows and things like that i mean like how do you how do you avoid any of the kind of the pitfalls that could tempt you know possibly tempt you to you know head in the wrong direction um having uh having i guess uh some uh parents that uh really watch the car keys <laughs> <laughs> light sleeper uh, yeah exactly there were like some light sleepers so i feel like that kept me out of trouble for most part but <laughs> but um i mean um like i always found myself caught, got caught up in a little bit of trouble but not too much uh but uh i feel like it was also my upbringing just like i always kept to myself uh as a kid kind of like like I always, like I, how I said before, just watch a lot of TV, watch a lot of movies. So any other Saturday night, that's what I would be doing. Just cooped up in front of my TV, watching movies, thinking about art, um, doing art, you know, that's kind of just how I, that's how I was in growing up or in high school mostly. But, um, but yeah, but yeah, that's how I, that's how I kept out of trouble. Uh, can't say, can't say that for, for some people, but uh, for most people, but, but yeah. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's a, it's a common narrative, you know, it's a common sort of theme amongst is that, you know, at any given moment, I mean, it, it could have went either way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's amazing and it's, and it's inspiring, man, at, at times when like you see people who are able to have some success, I mean, and, you know, and the route that you've, cho you've chosen, you know what I mean? Like, a, it's something that's taboo in your community, you know, the tattooing and things like that. So that's already like another strike against it all. It's art, you know, and like people are always kind of like, oh, you're an artist, you know, whatever else. But like you were still like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm an artist. You know what I mean? Like you were still like strong enough in your convictions that you're like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to make it cool and I'm going to make it badass and I'm going to mm -hmm. make it me and my own stuff. And, you know, and then like listening to punk rock music and stuff like that. You said when everybody else is like metal and whatever else, like you've kind of already kind of carved your own sort of path and you're like, you're not a follower. You know what I mean? Like you're not somebody that's just going to like kind of cookie cutter, follow the, the other sheep and kind of get yourself into some shit, whatever else. Like you're like, no, nah, man, like I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm over here. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of doing my thing. So there's a, there, there's something in that. You know what I mean? Like that's not just like, you know, maybe you got whacked around enough by grandma or whoever else it was you know, <laughs> to kind of, you know, put the fear of God in you early on, you know, maybe it was those nuns and like, you know, the Catholic school, whatever else, you know, but, but yet like, you know, like you're still doing cool things, man, you know, and, and not for nothing. I mean, and we're both in the same sort of space and that like, we all know other people that aren't here with us today because of decisions and choices they've made and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and that's sort of a, a really tough place to think about too at times, mm -hmm. but you know, it, people don't realize like i mean the challenge and the, and the struggles of like what it is to be an indigenous person you know what it is to be a native mm -hmm. person and to be in places that are like you know like you were mentioning like a secluded place not a lot to do you know it's easy to kind of like you know i'm gonna head outside and like kind of get into some shit. you know what i mean mm -hmm. so you know i mean hats off to you and you know I'm, I'm really thrilled and excited to know you in the fact that like you're producing some really cool stuff man you know what i mean and like I don't know how else to kind of encourage you in this way other than just to like give you this platform to just kind of like, you know, share your story. You know what I mean? Well, like, thank you. Thank you so much for including me in this. This has definitely been 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 a wild ride. And just, you know, it's been awesome for most part. Been, been, I've been met a lot of people, a lot of cool people. Um, it's just it's just been a very awesome, awesome journey so far. Nice. And well, tell me this then. I mean, 
I mean, obviously you're paying the bills, you're doing what you got to do, you're making ends meet. I mean, you're into a couple different things. You got tattoo art, you've got, you know, the skateboard show that, you know, that you got that's up right now. You did mention apparel and mm -hmm. I saw some, is it sort of, um, what would you call those? Are they woodcuts or something like that? That you're doing like sort of like almost like a screen printing or like a stamping type of work or what is that um, you're doing? I actually, it's actually um, block printing, block. block printing. Yeah. So, um, I actually, I got into this in high school. Yeah. In high school, I remember it was just like a memory. Like one day I was walking by the art store and like I saw black green material. Like, oh man, that would look cool if I could print out my own shirts. Bam, there we are. <laughs> it's like, I wanted to print some shirts and, and it just found, it just became very therapeutic for me. Just that sound of the scratching the, the stuff out, you know, but. Uh, kind of the, the acting carving and all that. Yeah. So, but like, uh, with different artwork, I'm trying to do, I guess, trying to get my hands in everything, I guess. So like I've done block printing. I'm trying right now I'm doing block printing. Uh, I've tried glass etching, just anything I can mark on, you know, that's mm -hmm. just like, that's what I like to do skin, you know, like the mark on skin now. <laughs> so what else can I mark on? <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So tell me about that process of like the block printing and things like that. I mean, like, what is that technique and how does that work? I mean, like, so you're trying to create the negative space to leave the positive and then you can then stamp something on top of it and then you can kind of get the image that you're trying to do. But you also, oh, by the way, have to do this in reverse. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about that and like, where did you, how did you learn that? Um, again, uh, again, we, I've done this in high school before I've done this once, but, uh, it was kind of like a, a, a old love I found, I guess, for it. But um, it was just like, um, you know, um, it's just it's something I just saw and just wanted to pick up and try. It. And I actually kind of really like it. So I feel like I'll, I'll be doing a little bit more now. <laughs> nice. And so, you know, for people who want to see and find more of your artwork, I mean, is there some place that they can kind of go to? Like, do you have an online store? Do you have like any kind of e-commerce or anything that going on? Or is it mostly like stuff that you're selling out of the shop at this point? Um, I actually, I'm working on getting a website up. I used to have a, a place where I used to sell my merch pretty, pretty easy, but uh, I need to get that back up. I used to use Big Cartel. Um, but for most part, uh, uh, you can inquire me on Instagram. I'm mostly uh, frequent on Instagram. Like people want to get tattoos or buy art, merch, whatever from me. You can hit me up on there. But um, and so your your Instagram handle is is uh, X G E N T S McFly. Uh, that's my nickname. Uh, at X Gents McFly X. All good. So you got a pretty good presence on social media. That's kind of where you're, you know, primarily living right now in terms of your e-commerce and things like that. And, you know, pushing stuff out, whatever else. Five years down the road for you, if you can kind of project that far out, um, what would you like to do? I mean, like, what do you think is next? I mean, in terms of like your progression, I mean, and I love the story and I love kind of what you've been up to so far and, and where you're at. But I think, you know, one of those things that you definitely want to try to do is at some point, like, all right, like, what is my next kind of big picture type of like showcase? What do I want to do next? And, and it's one of those things too, like, is it something that like you write on like a little post-it note, like you stick it on your bathroom mirror and like every day you look at it and you're like, I'm going to go do that eventually. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, what is it for you, man? Like, what would you say like five years down the road? Like, what would you love to be seeing yourself doing? I feel like, 
I would have, I would like to have something of my own in my own community to help my own community, you know, like, uh, I don't know if I want to put this idea out there, but it's all right. <laughs> or someone else is going to do it, but uh, oh, no, no I, I totally get that. So that's fine. I, my dream is to like own a shop in Zuni to where I can supply like native artists and not just one type of native artists, like all types of native artists. Don't matter if it's, if this is what, if you want this to be your career or if it's just a hobby, like I just, I just want an art supply store, you know, that's, I feel like that's my big dream there. If you, if you know how small Zuni is, there's really nothing there. Like, like I said, we have to, <clears throat> excuse me, we have to drive about an hour and 30 to go get art supplies for most part. Yeah. or probably further for most but uh for others but um yeah i feel like that would be that would be cool to have in the community and not just just a store but uh, i guess like a place where people can come to do i guess to express themselves no matter what art it could be it could be dancing it could be could be drawing could be painting some 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 something like that you know so trying to i feel like a creative space for folks to be able to kind of gather, come together, showcase themselves, but also be able to kind of be fed from that place in a way that like, you know, they have access to like the tools or the, the supplies and things like that, that they need to be able to be, to further push their, their art and what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that would be, that would be the fire for every, for, for the artists, you know, that would be more, more uh, motivation into doing what you want to do as far as your projects go. Gotcha. Cause like, like who wants to drive an hour and 30 to get uh, a pen that they need to draw this picture, you know? Yeah, but they got Sonic down there. So you got to go into Sonic. Oh yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> done deal. Never mind. Forget that. Forget what I, <laughs> I got to get a Sonic dog and then I got to stop at the art, show, the art supply store. You then... know what? You know what? I scrapped, I scrapped the art supply idea. I'm just going to open a Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. As, um, as, as, as Uncle Brownie would say, I would like to live off the land. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, okay, so here's something for you then. Now on the on the, the subject of food. I mean, I'm one of those people. I'm you know, if you could see me from the from the lower part here, I mean I definitely <laughs> definitely enjoy and indulge in food. Um, Zuni food. Anything that stands oh. out to you that's just like, yeah, that's like that's that's fire. Like what is Something that you would say, like, that so-and-so makes that you're like, you got to have that. If you ever come to Zuni, if you ever happen in Zuni, okay. up in Zuni like, what is the thing that you got to have? Okay, so um, there's this man that sells corn by, uh, by uh, right across the gas station, and his name is uh, Netza. Mm. So it's, uh, it's just roasted corn, but man, the way he roasts that corn... That's some good corn right there. <laughs> oh, it's like a tip, is it a traditional Zuni corn or is it like a yellow corn or what is the type of corn? It's 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 yellow corn. It's yellow crazy. He roasts his yellow corn, but just the way he does it, holy crap, that stuff is good. But um I say what Zuni is known for, of course, is the chicken, Holona chicken. If anyone comes down here, be sure to try the Holona chicken with red chili. Holona chicken with red chili. Yes, now, sir. Chilies are grown on territory as well. Like that's something like that's, that's a real deal. Yes, sir. <laughs> ah. So, I mean, having lived up in Taos, you know, in and around New Mexico, understanding and knowing the differences between green chilies, red chilies, and things like that. Like, are you a red chili guy or are you a green chili guy? 
I'm more of a green chili person. What? <laughs> yeah, I really love green chili. What do you, you like put about that green? On my, you put that on my fries. You put that on my burrito. You put that on anything, man. But there's, there, I'm not, I'm not bashing on red chili at all. There's, but there's certain times where I just love red chili. But if I had to pick a go-to chili, it would be the green. All right. And it's my, and it's my favorite color too. So. gotcha understood so all right so we've touched on a lot here man i mean like we've touched on like you know some future plans some ideas and things like that we've touched on your art um you know we've we've touched on some of your apparel lines and things like that well we didn't really dig too far into the apparel line so tell me like who is your projected art you know your your target audience for like your your apparel lines like who do you want to see walking around gallop in like you know one of your pieces like what would you like who are the people that you're trying to get this out to um just really anyone that's really down for it you know mm-hmm. um uh like when you look at tattooing it's really not for everybody you know mm-hmm. i just feel like i just put it out to people that just want to look at stuff like that uh as far as like apparel to me i make clothes i i make stuff that i would like to wear <laughs> right. I just, it, it just so happens like people want to wear that same stuff and it's kind of cool, you know. It's mind blowing that people want to wear that stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, it's got to be a bit of a rise, though. I mean, like, yeah, really. I mean, it's like it's exactly. lifestyle. It's lifestyle art. You know what I mean? Or lifestyle apparel because it's like your mm-hmm. lifestyle, and you're just kind of put it out there, and it's like, so this is what I'm into. Like, what do you got? You know what I mean? Like, you into? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. nice. So, what are some things that you've put out so far? I mean, like, is it primarily like T-shirts? I saw that you had some like handbags and things like that. Like. Um, what other things are you doing? Um, right now, I'm um, I'm trying to get back into doing more bigger style paintings. Uh, uh, um, that's really it. I just want to do more just big paintings. Or I I really haven't got a chance to paint on walls. So if mm-hmm. anyone wants any walls painted, let me know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really just want to do more bigger stuff. I've been doing a lot of like like medium size, small size stuff. But yeah, I want to throw up some really big pieces somewhere. Now, what about the but, shop you work in, like the tattoo shop and whatever else? Like, is that a spot that you could possibly like talk to the owner and be like, yo, can I throw something up on the side here or what? I don't know, Marcus, will you let me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, at my, the, the place I work at, Max's Tattoo Zone uh, in Gallup, has actually been, been a really good spot for me to work at. Um, the owner has been super supportive, putting out, putting out my artwork, buying my artwork, even though we just, you know, we work like a couple feet away from each other. Yeah. But um but yeah, um that place uh I feel like uh, even during like the art shows they're they're kind of located within that the the strip of where it all happens. So I feel like it's been a good spot uh, as far as promotion and stuff. But um yeah. Yeah, um yeah, that that place has been really supportive. Well, I mean, I got to say, I mean, I really admire the fact that, you know, in a lot of ways like <laughs> You know, you're the. Can we take a quick time out, real quick. Of course, of course. No problem. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Hold on. Okay. So we had a brief little pause there for a second. Uh, The landlord showed up, beat the door down a little bit, wanted to know where his rent money was and whatever else. I don't know how you got rid of the guy so quick, but I definitely thought I heard something in the background of like a guy going back down the stairs. Don't know what that was. So nothing. Get him money. That's that's how he went. (laughs) Yeah, good frog. Here's like a couple hundred bucks. Get out of here, kid. You know. Um, Ah, man. So in my estimation at this point, you know, and like in just this brief conversation and time that we spent here, um, 
you know, the things that I really do admire about you, man, is I think that like, you're kind of like a piece of like American traditional in your own right. You know what I mean? Like you're a self-made man. Like you're one of those guys that just kind of like, you know, zigged when you probably should have zagged, you know, you did a couple different things, you know, to kind of find to where you're at. And, you know, it's like, that's sort of the dream, man. You know what I mean? And like, you're kind of living the dream, which is a really cool space to be. Um, I know it's not easy because, you know, there's not a lot of sort of like, oh, shit handles or something that can kind of like pull you back from the edge at times. But I think you're, you know, you're, you're, you're pretty much in control of your own faculties and your own destination in a lot of ways, you know, in terms of your creativity, in terms of your, you know, next steps and things like that, like really like it's on you, you know what I mean? And like mm -hmm. you're the one that's going to make, um, you know, what, what's going to happen next. So how does that sit with you, man? Like, how do you feel about that? And I mean, and, and do you kind of recognize the same sort of thing about yourself or are you just kind of like, shit, man, I'm just trying to do it. <laughs> um, well, uh, first off, like I wouldn't have been able to do any of this stuff without this love and support of everyone that's just been a part of this journey. Like, mm. of course, like my mom and dad and grandparents, nieces and nephews. And of course, like uh, my fiance, thank God for her. She's been 100% supportive, like financially, emotionally, whatever, you know, every route you can think of just so I feel like I can do it. I can do this because of because of that, you know, because of the love and support I have from the family and friends and everybody else. But and want to say quick thank you to everybody for that too. If it hasn't been for all of you guys, I wouldn't have been here or been doing this stuff. I don't I don't know what I've been doing. <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, that thought has kind of occurred to me. Is like, man, like you're really getting a little bit further than you were before you know just selling artwork on the corner but uh and now you're doing doing podcasts and being in a show and i never even i got asked that question at the sh at the show like uh still I, I still can't believe it you know <laughs> it's still mind-blowing to me uh, um that the fact that i can still still be doing this stuff but of course it, it has been an up and down journey there's, there's times where I had thought of like, maybe I should just get a regular job, you know, or maybe I should just give this up or maybe I'm just doing this for, for, uh, for these five people or something, you know, there had been times like that, but, um, but, uh, yeah, just, just always had that, you know, like, just keep doing it, man. Just never get, never give up on yourself. Just, just keep going. <laughs> that's a, that's really all of it. Let me ask you one little heartstring question then, and I'm not trying to invoke any tears or anything out of you right now, but like, oh, no. All right. <laughs> you know, where do you, where do you go for like, and, and you mentioned, you know, your fiance and whatever else, but I mean like emotional support, you know what I mean? Like, and this is something that isn't talked about a lot in native communities, you know, probably even less so amongst men, you know, and, mm -hmm. and more so as well. But I mean, like to show a level of like, you know, awareness in terms of like mental health, you know, for one thing, um, and also just sort of like having some vulnerabilities as a man, you know what I mean? It's something that's mm -hmm. not really always easily as talked about or welcomed in like native communities, but fuck man, there's some times where like you face some hard shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so how do you like, how do you reconcile those emotions and how do you, you know, find yourself in a space where like, you know, you can kind of pull yourself back, you know, how does that work? Um, I, I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of like praying really, um, I think about all the, the people that have went before me and just think about what they had done or what they would have done, you know. Uh, 
I, I think about the words of my grandfather, just, just, just stuff he's told me along the lines. Uh, uh, but there's one, one in, in one quote that he's always told me, uh, right. Actually he told me this right before he passed away. Mm-hmm. He always told me to follow your dreams. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's that I, I feel like I'm honoring him in that way and into doing this artwork, you know? So I feel like the thought of him and everybody else, that's, that's kind of what keeps me going. That's, that's the sun sunlight in the in the darkness i guess cuz in our culture like when you're when you're when you have i guess we when you're down in your luck or whatever you know they always tell you to to talk to the spirits or pray to the spirits cuz they'll hear they'll hear you so that's 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 truly what i believe and i feel like there is there is something out there watching over us no matter what it is you know yeah i mean i i definitely agree with that and i definitely um you know, can, can feel that as well, you know, in those moments and those dark times and things like that, we can look within, you know, we can look within, but also we can look around, you know, mm-hmm. and realize that like, you know, in our, in our culture, you know, for our, you know, for, you know, I'm, I'm Seneca and part of like the, the Haudenosaunee and for us, man, like, you know, our opening addresses, our Thanksgiving, our Ganonyok is about a Thanksgiving. You know, and it's about being thankful for the things that we have around us and the things that we see that come around during like the the cycles and the seasons and things like that. And, you know, in each of those stages, we kind of mark them, we we celebrate them in a way or we try to like, you know, either um, honor them in a way by it's a, it's a, a ceremonial you know practice, a dance or we call them dances. But, you know, there's a lot of other things that kind of go into it. And. I think that those markers and those things that we have around us is a lot to be thankful for, you know, the mm-hmm. people that, like you mentioned before, I mean, you know, we don't really think about, or we don't always kind of, and, and it was awesome to see you like also say like, let me just acknowledge those people right now. You know what I mean? And let, and let them know that like, I may run around like a shit ass sometimes, but like, I really do appreciate <laughs> and love you guys. You know what I mean? Like you exactly. guys are like really exactly. why like I'm doing <laughs> You know what I mean? And that's important, man. I mean, I think it's like that reciprocity and like that sort of like understanding to like recognize and acknowledge things. You know what I mean? And be mm-hmm. self-aware and be kind of like, you know, also know that you're a part of it all. You know what I mean? Like you're a part of like this, this whole thing, this big sort of spinning globe out in the middle of like, you know, the solar system or whatever that is. But like, you know, you're a piece of it all. And like the little bit that you're doing, you know, be it tattooing, be it, you know, wood carving and stuff like that, or wood prints and stuff like that, or, you know, just your painting and whatever that is, you're bringing some joy and some happiness to some people, but you're also bringing some joy and happiness that's like nurturing you, you know, your soul, Mm -hmm. you are. And not to get all weird, like I'm not gonna light the sage and smudge you and things like that at the end here, but like, you know, like those are the things that like we have to find as like outlets in terms of like, native peoples because we really do travel in two different worlds you know what i mean at times where you know i I think it's amazing and and great that like you grew up in a place where like you know zuni was spoken predominantly in the cult in the household and in the family and things Mm -hmm. like that and you know and you had to shift gears like when you went off and like all of a sudden like you're like in this like catholic school or whatever else which is like somewhat foreign in a way but at the same time you know the mixing and the blending of like the two cultures was sort of an act of preservation you know, for the people to be able to like not be, have all of their stuff completely stripped away because when colonization happened, like they didn't come here with like, you know, white soft gloves to try to like, oh yeah, we love all the native people. No, they were like, no, no, we're gonna change you people. Like you guys are gonna like follow our shit. You know, you're gonna be mm-hmm. part of us now, you know? And 
you know, through, you know, the people with the foresight in your community and culture were like, all right, well, we'll do some of your stuff, but like, we got a lot of our own shit that's like pretty cool too, that like, we're going to hang on to. So, you know, leave us alone, you know? <laughs> and, you know, I think that that, and, and I don't mean to be over, oversimplifying and whatever else, but, you know, I just think that like, it's cool that like, you're able to do what you're doing and expressing yourself in the way that you are. And, you know, it, it's just a lot of like, you know, sort of will and determination, but also just knowing enough too that like, you know, what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? Like, this, mm -hmm. is, this is just who I am, man. This is what I'm doing. And maybe I'm kind of blowing too much smoke and whatever else, but I think really, man, like, um, I think you need to hear it sometimes too, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I think too that like, you need those words of encouragement. You need those sort of pushes to say like, keep pushing it, man. Like, you're going to get there. You're going to figure out what that is. And you know, and there's a lot of like native artists that are successful. And like you said, I mean, there's a lot of peaks and valleys in there that, you know, the, the good mm -hmm. times, the bad times and things like that. Um, but you also want to have like that steady sort of progression of like, you know, um, more success, you know, more yeah. wins and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and, and it's great that you found somebody who's supportive. You know, it sounds like your fiance is a, a really awesome person. And, um, you know, I'm happy for you to have somebody like that in your life. And, um, you know, and just having the parents as well, who've been supportive and, and things like that. Like those are all the, those are all the keys and the recipes, you know what I mean? So now, you know, I think as native people, we always have this sort of like, all right, well, we got to pay it back. You know what I mean? And what you were talking about and like trying to create a space in Zuni where people have this creative space and whatever else that is, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, hopefully down the road here, as your, your work progresses and things keep going, you know, I have an opportunity to come out there and visit that space and see that. Oh space. man. While, while you're invited full on, man, come on down. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and you know, you got to show me where the, where the corn guy is as well. And I mean, we'll, we'll have a conversation about red and green chili. You know I mean? I'm, sorry, I'll, I'll... I'm a Christmas guy at times. I'd say, you know, like it, I guess it depends on the mood and the situation. I mean, you know, Blake's lot of burger, it's definitely got to be a green chili. You know what I mean? Like that's Oh like, yeah. You know, and Definitely. then, you know, the red chili, I mean, you know, see, I went up on Taos Pueblo and like those ladies up there schooled me as to like how to do it the right way. And <laughs> I did pay the price one time. They came over to the house. They're like, look, we're going to teach you how to like roast chilies and how to peel chilies. <laughs> oh, oh, no. This New York wore native, gloves. <laughs> ah, there it is. This, this New York native paid the price, yo. Oh no. Yo, fingers burnt for like. I mean, like I was like laying in bed, just like my fingers curled up. Like I was like, no gloves, you know, no gloves at all. It was just like, what do I even do? Like, do I like stick them in like a vat of milk? Like, how do I even? <laughs> oh man, and you know, it was fierce, but. I'll tell you, they were delicious. You know, like I got to freeze them. I got to put them on burgers down the road afterwards and things like that. But I paid the price. And you make that mistake once. You know, you make that mistake once. You don't touch any private bits and things like that. Don't rub no, your eyes. No. Like, you know, like, man, that, <laughs> that's, that's rough. So, oh, man. <laughs> so but yeah, man, you're, you're more than welcome to come down here. I'll show you the spots where you can buy a, a hamburger, a hamburger combo at 3 a.m. in the morning, man. <laughs> I absolutely love that, man. I love to, you know, come out to the Southwest anytime. I've got a soft spot, like I mentioned. Um, but more than anything, man, it'd be cool to be able to shake your hand in person, get to meet you in person, and, um, you know, and just kind of see some of the work. Um, my style of art, you know, in terms of, like, the tattoos and things like that, maybe I could go American traditional, so long as it's through the Zuni lens. You know what I mean? Like oh, I, yeah, I, man. I, well, well, let me know, man. Hit and me hop, up. hop in the chair for that. 
I've got a guy <laughs> that I work with now who's he's actually kind of gone back and um, he's done a lot of research into like traditional tattooing and like traditional Haudenosaunee and Iroquois tattooing and stuff like that was a thing. Like our people had the whole deal, like the face tattoos and, you know, the elongated earlobes and all sorts of wildness, you know what I mean? And some of those were markers for like different things that they had done, maybe not some not so nice things. And yeah. So he's been doing the actual traditional um, tap it in type of tattoos and stuff and using like um, different types of uh, materials, traditional materials and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I'm really kind of getting to a place where I'm like, all right, let me let me get one of these things. You know what I mean, like I yeah. want to go back, you know what I mean? I want to go back and like really feel what that is because I've had the traditional gun tattoos and stuff like that. And, you mm-hmm. know, everybody's like, oh, it's just it's more of an annoyance than anything. But I mean, like when somebody's got to hold you down, what's that? <laughs> It's an irritation. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, if somebody's actually got to hold you down, that's like a three hour process. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's meditative at some point. You know, I think you got to kind of go someplace in your mind when somebody's like, you know, really working on you and whatever else. Um, but for me, you know, like, I want to make sure that, like, I want it to have some sort of meaning. You know what I mean? Like, I want it to be something. So um, that's what I think that's what I'm kind of waiting on because like, I've got some ideas. But at the same time, I'm like, when it comes to me, it's going to come to me. And I'm going to know mm-hmm. the right thing to do. And I want to do it for that reason, you know? So that's why I'm kind of got like, you. otherwise, you know, who knows what sort of manner of like nonsense I would have on me. You know, if I would have, you know, started getting tattoos at an early age when I would have loved to have really had them when I was like in my real hardcore punk rock phase and all that stuff, like I'd probably have the sleeves, you know, I'd have a bunch of like nonsense on there that, you know, just regrettable and whatever else, but oh. Um, you know, I'm somewhat mild, I guess, in that way. And, you know, I did plenty of plenty of dumb things to myself, you know, without getting a sleeve full of bad tattoos. So I'm pretty. Happy <laughs> yeah, but, thank God. Thank God you thought that through. <laughs> I can't say that for myself. <laughs> well, I, I admire it, you know, but, you know, the thing for me, though, lately, though, is like I see like these um celebrity chefs and things like that and different people you're like this guy's got a sleeve full of tats like what is that about you know what i mean like and some of it you're just like you know i don't know we, we were joking about posers earlier um but i guess i mean like you know some tattoos they just they that they must mean something to somebody somehow some way but i don't know a little off topic you know what blew my mind today so i've never seen justin bieber's tattoos whatsoever today or at all Man, that man is worth some money, but man, he's got some pretty bad tattoos. <laughs> and not and bad, not in a good way. I'm talking about like horrible. <laughs> like, tell me. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how that. Remind I don't know me how of, that is. Remind me of the rise of the Beeb. Like, was he? <laughs> what was he like? He was like a Mickey Mouse club or something like that first, and then. I think so. He had the 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 hair the cool hair swish though. He had some pretty cool bangs, you know. Cool Bane since the 80s Metallica, you know, just do a little swish. <laughs> I can't imagine a guy that grew up around Mickey Mouse, like, his whole life. I can't imagine that he's got any, like, really heartfelt, deep moments where, like, a tattoo would translate to mean anything other than, like, you know. Like, I, I wonder if he has a Mickey Mouse tattoo. Like, he's probably got I something. won't doubt that. I won't doubt that. I feel like he's the type of guy that was, like, man, I wonder what. Like, I wonder what Gucci Mane has on his arm. Man, I want that same thing. Or I feel like he's that type of guy. <laughs> so he's, like, biting like, somebody else's style? Yeah, I feel like that's the type of person he is. <laughs> well, so here's something funny. So we're, you know, we're up in the Northeast here, um, you know, and 
So Tim Hortons, I don't know. They, I don't think they probably have Tim Hortons down in New Mexico. I can't imagine they would. But Tim Hortons is like a type of like a coffee shop. Okay, it's like mm-hmm. a, almost like a Dunkin' Donuts. And up here, like that's like all the rave. Like you go to like any res, native territory, whatever else, any kind of social gatherings on the res, everybody's walking around like a Tim Hortons cup. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. that, the little guy, like it's like a monster. You know what I mean? And you're just like, oh wow, you know, and. So Justin Bieber has his own line of donut holes, which are like these, like they call them Tim bits. And so, yeah. so inside of a donut, they have that little hole in the middle. Well, somehow Justin Bieber got like his own, you know, private line of like Tim bits. So you yeah. can get like the Biebs. I can't remember what the hell they're called, but like, so mm-hmm. I was so horrified by it. The first time I saw them, I was like, all right, give me the, give me the Biebs. Let me get the Biebs yeah. Tim bits. You know what I mean? Whatever those were. <laughs> These are like the most god awful type of like abomination donut like whole things that I was just like I couldn't even give them to my kids. You know what I mean? I was like, Those. so <laughs> I came across. I came 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 up with a cool name. You can call them since you don't like them. You can call them. You can call them bee holes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like it. <laughs> Definitely better than what they came up with in terms of like you know. You get a whole box of bee holes for you. <laughs> are definitely b-holes man thank you <laughs> i mean again like you're 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 helping me be self con- or health conscious by by calling them that because then i won't be so apt to like let me get the b-holes you know what i mean i'm like, glad to i'm glad to help you man i'm glad you're helping help. me out man you're helping keep one more native person away from diabetes you know what I mean? so... <laughs> for all those natives that are already eating this stop eating them <laughs> exactly man i agree a thousand percent bro i appreciate that about you so well, Mr. Gens, let me get you up out of here, man. This has been a pleasure for me. Um, you know, thank you for being a great guest. But more than anything, man, just thank you for being a great dude. You know, I think that's actually much more important. And, um, man, I wish you all the best moving forward. Um, you didn't tell me one thing, though. Let me do ask you about this real quick. So sure. you, you did get over to the show for um, for the Pivot show when it opened in, in Albuquerque. What was that like? Like you did, you did mention that, like, you were surrounded by a bunch of other Native artists and things like that, like... Did you get to rub elbows with any of your heroes? Like anybody you saw that you were just like, yo, like I gotta like, you know, go shake that cat's hand. Like, what was that like, man? Um, well, uh, for unfortunately for me, I showed up kind of late. <laughs> I just showed up when everyone else was gone. <laughs> so I really didn't <laughs> so I really didn't rub too many elbows with people, but I did meet uh, the curators, uh, Candace and Landis. It's funny that that rhymes. Uh All right. but um but yeah, super, super awesome people. I'm just so so ha- uh, uh, happy and grateful to be a part of the show. But um, yeah, when I walked in, it was like I felt like I don't know if you're familiar with the with the movie uh, uh, Ricky Bobby. Oh yeah, yep. So like you know when you, when I walked in, it was like I don't I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> like what do I do? You know, but. It was awesome. It was definitely mind blowing. It was just, it was an honor to be amongst all them artists as well. Uh, some of them I I know, and some of them I just I look up to. Yeah, uh, but um, but yeah, it was it was definitely definitely just very eye opening and just mind blowing. <laughs> so now is this this is an annual show now? Is this happening? Because I mean, it seems like this is like a couple iterations in. Like this has happened once before, and now this is kind of like another level of this. Or- um, I am actually not too 200% sure. This is the first show I've been a part of. This is actually the first time I've heard of this show. Gotcha. Um, but I know that they have a couple more dates ahead of them. I know they're planning to head to, I think, Colorado as well mm. with this show. Like, it's, I, I think it's like a traveling show. 
I'm not I'm not 200% sure but and so your uh, works your works going to be included in the show as it travels and then like will this come back to you at some point like what's the what's the deal with that like how does the how does that all get worked out um I'm I'm hoping so I'm hoping to be a part of many more shows to come uh but uh as far as I know this is the one I'm 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 aware of <laughs> all right but so maybe um, you're part yeah. of like the southwest sort of you know iteration of this and then as it moves throughout the rest of you know Indian country whatever else but I know that like you know there's a lot of different artists from like different territories mm-hmm. and yeah there's 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 a, there's like a couple people from like North Dakota and South Dakota and other other tribes elsewhere yeah I, I've noticed that too as well but I feel like it's just maybe open to it to all natives maybe I'm I'm not too sure but uh but yeah well, I mean, again, man, continued success. You know, hopefully you're in more of these shows. Um, last time for you, is there anything else you want to kind of shout out? Anything that, like, you want to kind of, like, drive people to your, you know, your your social medias or anything like that, where they can find any more of your work and things? Like, you know, here's a quick second for you to kind of, you know, give that blast out there because, of course, man, we want to help you out and help, you know, keep the landlord from showing up at the, you know, at the house when you're doing a podcast. <laughs> Uh, give a shout out, quick shout out to my landlord. Stop coming out. I'm just kidding. No, um, <laughs> uh, no. Um, well, uh, the shop I work at, is, of course, is uh, Max's Tattoo Zone down in uh, downtown Gallup. We're right across the American Bar, if you know the area. Um, but um, you can find me there from Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, but yeah, you can you can find my, most of my work on Instagram. Uh, just hit me up if you have any inquiries for artwork, tattoo work whatever if you just want to ask me questions you want to talk i'm always open to do stuff like that uh or even if there's any other artists that want to ask me any questions about anything i'm also open to that i know there's a few people that are closed doors but you know if you have a question just go ahead and ask me um and again a quick thank you to everyone that has been a part of this journey um of course marcus uh zach uh carl Courtney, everybody, uh, just want to say thank you. Thank you guys. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That's, I think that's it. <laughs> well, bro, that's and, thank, and thank you. Thank you so much for you for including me on, on your show as well. Nah, man. Thank you. I mean, this is the, this is what makes the show rich, you know, honestly, is having these conversations, talking to people like yourself. Um, hopefully you're inspiring other people. You know, I don't know what the show is doing or who we're touching and whatever else. And you know, what, what the reach is, um you know the other you know episodes that i've put up so far i mean people have kind of responded pretty well to it so you know much like you man i'm just kind of like going along with it and just kind of seeing like where we go um but for me man like i i really kind of like the the process for me is to like find people like yourself you know what i mean somebody Mm -hmm. who's maybe kind of an up-and-coming type guy um and then also like you know following it up with somebody who's kind of been in the game for a little bit and just kind of hearing the sort of different stories and how it all kind of comes together and hopefully at some point, you know, your, your folks cross path. You know what I mean? You people cross paths mm-hmm. where it's like, maybe you can kind of get a little bit of mentoring or some sort of guidance as to like, how do I set up that creative space? You know, how do I do this in my community? What are the things that I need to do to like help and give back and do those sort of things? And mm-hmm. um, I guess, so that's kind of what my motivation was to do this thing. Um, but more than anything, man, it's just like, it's cool to just kind of meet other native people doing awesome, cool things, you know, and being mm-hmm. able to have an opportunity to showcase them a little bit, highlight them. Um, and it helps me learn, you know, and it's also kind of one of those things where it's like any of those things that you're ever afraid to ask somebody like face to face, you know, like I'm a little bit back here. Where I'm not going to get punched in the face for asking something stupid, 
you know, but yeah. um, honestly, like I would much rather be doing this podcast like face to face, you know, like I think mm-hmm. there's more of a, there's a vibe, there's a feeling, there's a, there's a moment, you know, sitting in a room with somebody and just kind of understanding and, you know, looking around and seeing your environment. Read the room. Yeah. Like I'm looking at your, your tattooing in the back there and it looks like you have the guy from operation. Oh yeah. Let me, let me get, actually get that off the, All right. I'll just give you a look. Let's take a quick look at that thing. All right. How do I turn this camera around? Oh, okay. minor, minor threat poster up there. So is this uh, one of your pieces in here? Uh, yes, this is actually one of the ones I'm kind of actually really proud of uh, because this is actually a 3D piece. You can kind of see the game pieces in there. I kind of wanted to give off, uh, of course, like the original game, like, uh, you know, when you're picking out the, the organs and the bones out of the guy and he his nose uh, lights up when you hurt him. <laughs> So, right, let me, so let me describe this for the people who are just kind of listening here okay. and not getting the visual. So imagine like you're looking at the operation game, the child's game, the children's game operation. But now this is, a, is an iteration of the character, the, the guy. He's got the holes in the body and he's got American traditional art with like panthers and knives and unicorns. Um, and he's also incorporated Zuni designs here where he's got like the butterflies and sort of some rainbow colors and designs. Um, a couple of things that you can pick out of the actual character or the guy, the guy who's on the operating table is you can rip out a butterfly. Looks like you can rip out like a couple dollar bills. Um, there's an eight ball in there, um, an eight ball, like the magic eight ball type of thing, or like the eight ball from a queue, uh, you know, a, a pool table or a billiards ball. And of course he's laden with like awesome badass tattoos. Zoom in a little bit on the body one more time for sure. me. Um, and you said this was a 3D piece or a three-dimensional piece. So yeah. what's, <laughs> that's an awesome piece. So a heart over the heart. He's got a rose on the other side. He's got a little black flag tattoo on the, on the right arm, um, down in the lower body there. He's got a horseshoe for bad luck. And then, so, yeah, go ahead. Actually, some of these tattoos actually <clears throat> mean stuff. So like, um, Tell us about them. Okay. So of course, like your traditional, like Zuni, uh, pottery pieces here. So this is a Zuni pottery. Um, this okay. is actually the color of the Zuni serpent, the snake around his body. Okay. And uh, the horse on his, uh, on his leg, that's actually one of the horses I, we used to own in our family. Her name was Coco. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And then, uh, remember how I was talking about, I don't know if we, uh, mentioned this in the, the podcast, but. I'm a member of a Kiva group uh, in Zuni, and we're called the the Wide Wall. So I made a tattoo for for the for the boys. Yeah, so we're called the Wide Wall Boys. <laughs> okay. And so um, tell me about the serpent then. Like that's a traditional Zuni serpent. So is there a story that goes along with that? Oh yeah, that, there's 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 a there's a whole bunch of uh, stories about that. Uh, Hold on, I, I did something here. All good. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many stories about it. Um let's see, how do I okay? There we go. Now I got you back on the screen. Um, but um there's 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 one in particular that always stood out to me as a kid, and um it was uh it was like an end of the world type of story, of course. And mm. uh, so I feel like that. I just kind of I want I really liked that story as a kid, so I feel like I wanted to uh, do my own twist of I guess paying homage to that mm. in my in that in that piece. 
So I painted the snake with the colors, with the traditional colors of the serpent. Now, are you able to tell that story online here? Or is it something that's okay to say, or is it something that's kind of? Um, I actually don't know too much, or okay. like too too much of that story to like really tell tell it. I might tell it wrong. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, no, I I totally understand that and get that. But it was something that was from your childhood that you remember hearing and knew, and so it was yeah, meaningful to you. So what was exactly. the what was the you know what what drove you to kind of you know pick up on like the operation guy as far as like a, um, a matter. I actually, we, I had bought an operation game and again, like just one of those thoughts, like, I wonder what that would look cool. I wonder what that would look like in that style. So that's kind of where that started. And it's just like the tattoos I was planning, like, man, that will look cool here. That will look cool there. Maybe I should put this there, you know? So it's just like, it's just, it's just one big idea just stemmed up and, and that's what came up, you know? <laughs> and then the whole 3D part was kind of like an afterthought like uh i wanted the pieces to move mm -hmm. so i just went ahead and just cut up cut cut some stuff out and and put some real life scenarios in there as well like you see the card like the game cards that says tip your artist so yeah. like if you roll a dice you have to tip your artist you know yep like stuff like that so that's where the dollar bills come into as well and then you have your ink caps up there and <laughs> nice. I have a, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So has, have you shown this piece before? Has it like been up any place? Um, this has actually been up at the Loom Gallery. Um, this was the show I did, I think, about three months ago in Gallup. Mm -hmm. um, it was the show that was titled uh, Inspired by Taboo. Ah. Because of, because like I'm inspired by, my artwork is more tattooed inspired and tattoos, taboo and zini. So that, yeah. that explained the title. Very cool. And yeah. any offers on this piece? Like, did anybody want to buy that thing? Or like, or, or do you have um, you like, I'm not ready to let this go yet. Yeah, I've, I've had a couple people wanting to buy it from me. And it's just one of those pieces where it's just like, man, that's just too cool to let go, you know? And I feel like if I saw it hanging up in the wall somewhere or like someone else's wall, I just like, nah. <laughs> I appreciate but, um, that, man. That's awesome. Yeah, well, but, maybe a t-shirt at some point, because I think that'd be an awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So get a good image of that thing at some point and make that into a t-shirt and I'm, I'm, I'm in line. So I'd love to have you one. You got it. That's badass. You got it. <laughs> so, very cool. All righty. Well, thank you for the tour of this, of the, the pad here. I like that. I like the, um, the, uh, the pop, uh, figures up in the top there. Like any, anybody that you're, uh, particularly kind of into up there. Oh man. You're asking me some questions that are keeping you here for like another two hours. All right, bro. Just <laughs> keep me in it. I'm all, all right. right. I got some time here. So I actually made two pops of myself and my fiance, or she made one of me. So that's me right there. This was before uh -huh. I had glasses, of course. Right. And then there's one of her. So that's that's one of the favorites. But uh, let's see. I might have actually taken my favorite one to the tattoo shop. But uh, yeah, Stranger Things one in there. Yeah, I, I love Stranger Things. But uh, let's see. I'll go with the Angus Young. I say the Angus Young is my favorite one. You're an ACDC guy? I wouldn't take you for an ACDC guy. Yes, uh, that's thanks to my dad. But yeah, I'll just give you a whole <laughs> round round in my room. I got Macho Man. I got Daredevil, big Daredevil fan. Nice. Uh, Johnny Cupcakes with his um, minor his, uh, his uh, parodies to uh, Minor Thread and Misfits. Yep. Bunch of Stranger Things stuff, Monsters, Angels, <laughs> you know, yep. just stuff, you know. Yeah, so that's this is my, this is my creative space. Got my TV, video games, whatever to inspire me. <laughs> yep. 
So that's sort of yeah. like, that's your studio space then. Your Pretty much space. my little my little man cave, I guess my my runaway area. <laughs> hey, everybody, everybody needs one of those, man. That's that's definitely mm-hmm. a good thing to have. So that's maybe that's your emotional support animal is that that man cave you got there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very cool, man. All right, Gens, listen, I will get you out of here now. I've been kind of rattling your cage too long here, but um, I'll tell you what, man, it's been an honor and a pleasure. I appreciate your time today. And, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. Nyawe um, for, you know, coming out. And in our language, we say, and that means, you know, until we meet again, we don't have a word for goodbye. So, you know, and I think that's well, a common. Well, I'll thing. say one in mine. I'll say, which means see you later. All right, brother. <laughs> Same thing. I appreciate All right, it. Man. Powers in your heartbeat. Right? Powers in your heartbeat. Power is in your heartbeat.